0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. You know, um, I think what I'm going to do is introduce my my guest first so we could cry together before I say what I have to say. John Manforto, say hello to everyone.
1: Hi, everyone, and I'm not going to cry, I promise you. At least I'm going to try not to cry.
0: All right, so John and I... We're supposed to do a show with Kenny Jeremiah today. Um, the last time we all saw each other, we were all together, and I'm so grateful for that. Right, John? Mm, it was wonderful. That was in October at one of Kenny's shows. Um, you, me, Debbie, Kenny, we all sat together um, front right there up in front with them and hugging them and I got to hug um, Pepper Paul that night. It was, I, I've known Pepper Paul, and we've had an interview set up, which we just did recently. But I finally got uh-huh. to hug him. Yep. And Kenny asked me that night, hey, Jersey Jewel, that's what he called me. Can we do Maybe, another? I
2: didn't know he did that.
0: Yes. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Hey, Jersey Jewel, can we do another interview together? You, me, and Rocky. And I said, uh-huh. yes. And that's that's when we set it up. And it was supposed to be, today, a beautiful Christmas show with the three of us. And unfortunately, everyone out there, um, Kenny passed away very suddenly and unexpected. Um, So today is going to be a little bit of a tribute to Kenny in the very beginning and at the end. Um, What we're going to do is give some honors to this incredible man. I'm going to play the first song that the world knows expressway to your heart. But how we're going to close the show, John is we're going to play God bless the USA by Kenny, because he closed a lot of his shows with that song, right?
1: Recently, every single show he would close with that song, especially with the, you know, condition of the world.
0: That was his favorite song. Yes. So why don't we tell everyone a little bit about who you are real quick, and then we'll do, we'll play the song and then we'll get into the rest.
1: Oh, well, I, uh, I am a singer, impersonator, actor, Philadelphia born. Um, I do multiple celebrity impersonations. My, my famous ones are the uh, Rocky. I'm the official Rocky for the city of Philadelphia. I'm a premier Elvis entertainer in the tri-state area of, uh, Pennsylvania, New York, and New Jersey. I, and I do a lot of stuff in Florida now too. So, and I do, um, Big production shows where I h- highlight twenty to thirty of my impersonations and characters and voices, and um, and then I do I do little things too at uh, senior facilities and things like that. But I've always been a singer entertainer, and uh, well, until COVID came around, and now I don't have a career. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I wanna I wanna say something to everyone out there. This guy's incredible and very humble because he is the official Philadelphia Rocky, but he didn't tell you who called him that and who named him that. It was the Philadelphia mayor, right?
1: Yes. Ex-mayor Ed Rendell. Yes. I don't know if anybody remember him, but uh, he was a big, he was a showman himself. He would like to go out. He would always be a, uh, a pusher of the arts and theater. So you'd always see him in the audience. And whenever he was giving a speech, he would always like to have Philadelphia characters at his side, like Rocky or some of the, uh, what do you call those characters from 1776, like Ben Franklin and and people like that there. So that's where I got to meet him and befriend him. And he kind of, he just threw it out there. And the next thing you know, the Pennsylvania Convention and Visitors Bureau has now labeled me the official mascot or the city
0: of Philadelphia so you know that's, a real thrill. that's incredible and insane to me and I I actually gave you a little name as well the man of many faces the man of many faces because you, yeah, you are you um, are we're gonna get into all of that incredible stuff cool. Um, cool. I want to I want to give a shout out to a few people in the chat room right now there's a reason why so hello to Diane and Deb and um, Babalu, the reason I have to say hello to him right now is this. He is always the front row seat in the chat room. And I just love him. And thank you. Thank you. There's Thanks, a, s- Babaloo, And there's a special guy in here. You, you all may know him as uh, Kenny Kojak. So he is also an incredible DJ on RTR. His spot is now Monday nights, 8 p.m. He was moved to prime time. You could tell I'm still here at two o'clock in the afternoon, what the heck is that, he's moved to prime time, okay, but he commented something that, it was on his wife's birthday with Kenny, October 25th, so I want to play this for Kenny as well, Kenny Kojak, uh, a little hello to me, here we go guys.
1: Hi, this is Ken Kojak from the 60s Jukebox Review, you're listening to the Jerry Petito Show, my fellow calls on Remember Then Radio.
0: I love you, Kenny Kojak. Love you, baby. Who loves you, baby? (laughs) So, all right. So, you know what we'll do? I want to start the show. Let's play Expressway to Your Heart, Kenny Jeremiah. The whole world knows this song. Here we go. Oh, yeah. This is for our buddy.
3: Well, I was wrong, took too long I got caught in the rush now Fellas started to shower You would love and affection Look in my direction
0: Jeremiah, everyone. Before we talk about that song, John, and our relationship with Kenny, I'd like to give a shout out to one of the owners, Stevie of RTR, and a shout out, a special shout out to Angel as well, co-owner. Stevie's in the chat room, and uh, I want to give him a shout out because without RTR, we wouldn't have this incredible platform. RTR keeps... All the artist's music alive, more so than any other internet radio station out there, you know, um, and through this pandemic, through this entire year, I'm going to just say this, you know, RTR has, I'm going to say the word save lives because they've kept everyone's spirits up through this music. So I want to thank you so much. I want to thank you so, so much. What do you have to say, John?
1: Well, that song, first of all, I agree with you and RTR. Thank you so much. Um, they really do keep it alive. They keep us alive. So I'm very grateful um, being in the music industry, you know, at least having something to listen to and to get excited about. So Yes. Um, that song, I don't recall that version. That must have been a remake by Kenny.
0: So that was with Full House, and that was the one that Pepper Paul sent me. Ah, uh, yes, nice. That was... Beautiful. it was awesome right
1: yeah you know i have to tell you uh, a real quick story i grew up in the sea community of wildwood new jersey and the year that well i'm sorry the year after uh, expressway to your heart came out they were performing in wildwood and what they did was the whole group rented a house right around the block from where i lived wow yeah and you know Everybody around the community's buzzing. Ooh, the
4: Soul Survivors are there.
1: So I used to just stand there as a little kid. I mean, Kenny was what? Maybe like 10 years older than me. So I'm standing there as a little kid, look, just staring at the house. Maybe I could get a glimpse of one of the Soul Survivors coming out. And that's the first memory I have of that song and that group and Kenny Jeremiah. It's really cool.
0: You know, um... Of course, you know, we used to have clubs in my town in Hamilton, New Jersey, and we had all these dance clubs. We had like four of them. So each one was a specific night where everyone would go. So Wednesday nights, everyone went to this one. Saturday nights, everyone, you know, and that yeah. song played every single night. And, and the memories were just, you know, but I want to say thank you to you and Debbie. And this is why. I actually got to meet Kenny Jeremiah for the first time through you guys. Yes,
2: yes, yes, I remember. Okay,
0: And what you did for me that night was incredible, and I'll tell you why. Because I already had his interview set up, we've already spoken, Mm -hmm. and you invited me to your show, and you put me at this special table, and I sit down, and he's smiling at me, staring at me with his eyes. You know that you know how he does his (laughs) eyes right with this with this funny grin and and I'm staring at him and you know me I just smile back and like hey you know and all of a sudden I looked at him and I went wait I know you and he goes and I know you. And I went, <laughs> Kenny Jeremiah, and he went, Jersey Jewel. And I went, oh, my God. So, of course, I jumped up, <laughs> hugged him, you know. And you did that on purpose, and you said that you were surprising me and didn't want me to know that you were sitting uh, us together. So, thank you so much for that.
2: You're so welcome. That was a
1: fun night and a great memory. I'll never forget that. Never that was forget so it. fun. Yeah. He used to talk about that night all the time. Uh, that
2: was,
1: I think that was the, no. that was the second time he came to see one of my shows. But it's the first time he saw all the characters.
0: Oh, well that yeah. well that night you came out, you got me up and introduced me. You got him up and made him get up there and sing his song with you. I was on cloud nine for the rest. I'm still on cloud nine about that night.
2: Thrilling,
1: believe you know. I don't. I used to. I listen to people talk, just like we're talking. Hear them talking about someone famous, and you think, "Oh boy, that must be cool." Kenny Jeremiah was so down to
0: earth, yes,
1: that you felt like you were you knew him forever. Forever. No airs, no nothing. I mean, he's he he's has got his arm around you, he's talking about you, he's buying you drinks. He's, he's like a like your best friend, and you, you could have just met him.
0: You know, um, I'm going to share something with everyone out there that you and I and Debbie know about, and we've talked about it since, um, every time I ever called him, he picked up instantly. Never once did he not pick up and and he would say, Jersey Jewel, you know, <laughs> and I'd be like, Kenny, Kenny Jeremiah, baby, you know, and you as well. If you ever call the same story, That's well, right. that particular week, um, that he went into the hospital. We didn't know it at first. And I, I called him, you know, about the show. He didn't pick up. I left him a message. He never responded. I texted him twice, no response. I called you. And I said, John, something might be wrong. And you said, let me call him. And you did the same and you called me back and you were the one who told me because he, he didn't pick up as well. And
2: yeah,
0: it was just heartbreaking. And um, so tell everyone out there, your friendship with him and what he meant to you?
2: Oh,
1: my gosh. Well, you know, Kenny and I uh, became friends. It wasn't that long ago, I'd say, I'd say maybe about three to four years ago, I met Kenny for the first time and I met him from, um, introduce me to Kenny. Oh, my gosh. Oh, basically, I was doing, I was going out singing at, you know, Patty, Latanzi, and Don yes. Carlucci. Yes. I would go and sing at their shows every Tuesday night, and they would air it on Thursday. And then, through them, I found out that Kenny was actually doing a show at another club. So, Kenny, or they talked to Kenny, and Kenny said,
4: Oh, tell him to come here. I'll let him
1: sing. He didn't even know me. He didn't even know me.
0: Okay. Okay. So, what does that say about this guy? Right. So, I go
2: there, and he... We, I get on the safe, that sing song, and he's talking
1: to the high heavens about me. And I said, "Tenny." he said, no, nah, man, you see, you're listening to you. Next thing you know, he had a radio show. He interviewed me on his radio show, and he played that song I told you about, that right. Elvis song that I do. Right. And he said, John, I had never heard this song before, and I love it. The next time he performed at my club, I want you to do
0: this song live. Well, before we tell everyone that song, we will play it first. I want to tell I want to tell everyone a little bit about my friendship with Kenny as well. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: again, thanks to you for that night. I'll never forget that night uh, of meeting him through you. Um, you know, like you said, it was as if you knew him forever and Mm -hmm. he made everyone feel like that. And, um, he would say things to me like I was the superstar interviewing him. Yeah. And I yes. was just like, please stop it. Are you kidding me? You are the superstar. <laughs> like, like he really is the superstar. <laughs> you know, Um, I I played his song for my daughter and she's like, mom, you're interviewing him. I'm like, I met him. <laughs> I hugged him. Okay. And, you know, I just remember, or our, our not, not private conversations, but just our little conversations. And he never said a bad word about anyone. He, he would lift everyone's spirits. Um, The guy was just one of the most beautiful souls I ever had the honor of knowing. And
1: God bless him him is right. His picture, his eight by 10 photo is on our Christmas tree right now. He's smiling down at both of us. (sighs) And, uh, I miss him. I really do miss him. And, um, I'm sure he's singing up a storm. Yes. Yes. And he's jumping. He's, you know, when he would perform, he would, uh, that's a, that's a cute little story I want to tell you that he told me Okay. uh, about two months ago, I went to see Kenny. He was performing at um, a place in, in Williamstown, New Jersey. And the, the night's over, we both performed. We had a good time. And and we're sitting, we're talking over a drink. And we started talking about when he was with the Soul Survivor. And he said, you know, John, that first of all, he was complimenting me left and right on my my voice and my vocal ability and all that stuff. I said, and I, like you, I Kent, so we said, no, John, He said, you're amazing. This. He said, see me? He said, I'm not a singer. And Kenny would be the first to admit that he's not a singer. Oh. And, no, Kenny is not a singer. He's an entertainer? Kenny is an entertainer. (gasps) Kenny does not have a trained singing voice. Oh, wow! (laughs) And one of the stories he told me, they were doing a big concert somewhere. I forget where it was, but it was a big concert. There were already the Soul Survivors and a couple hit songs, and they had to do a whole set, and they went out there, and Kenny used to jump around all the time. If you watched him perform, he would jump on a chair, he'd be running over here. And he was always jumping around to make up for the fact that he didn't have a singing voice. So... That's great. And they went out, and the people started cheering, and it really kind of saved the show a little bit. So, and I'll never forget that he told me that, he said, man, I'm not a singer, and I know it. I'll be the first to admit it. He said, but I had to make up for
2: it in other ways, and that's what he did.
0: Well play a little surprise for him and then we'll talk about the last night we were all together Hi, this is Kenny Jeremiah,
5: the soul survivor Tune in, tune up, and stay forever young with Remember Then Radio the soundtrack of our lives Oh yeah I've been trying to get to you
0: for a long time I mean, come on Yeah. Okay, Remember Then Radio, we are keeping that forever Forever You know Uh, Um Stevie's Stevie show, do up the way you want it with Stevie, is every Tuesday at eight PM. And Angel's show, Vault of Memories with Angel, is every Sunday at eight PM. And of course they love Kenny. And so we are keeping that from Kenny Jeremiah forever. Nice. Very nice. Uh, so the last night we were all together, and I thank God for it again. Um, it was in October at his show and he was jumping off of chairs that night. <laughs> uh, okay, I took videos. I mean, remember? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kenny was yep. was Kenny 76, 77 how old was Kenny? 77?
1: I thought he was 77.
0: Yeah, 77. Jumping off of chairs while singing and entertaining us.
1: It's crazy. I was affra- every time he performed, I was freaking out because I know he's going to jump off a chair and one of these days gonna miss but he
0: had it down you know stevie's typing to me in the chat room um again stevie the owner of rtr he's saying kenny only lived a few blocks from them so i know stevie yeah stevie and angel took it very rough um very sad but we will all have incredible incredible memories of kenny jeremiah until the day we take our last breath you know um what he did for Everyone, you know what he did for the music industry first and foremost, and then what he did for all his fans. Right?
2: That's right. Yeah, that's right.
1: I mean, he's, but you know, so giving. I mean, calling agents on my behalf, and I didn't even ask him to. Crazy. That kind of stuff. I mean, no, no entertainers
2: don't do that.
0: Crazy. So. Well, again, I just want to say, rest in peace, Kenny Jeremiah. You will be forever missed and forever loved and thank you for all your services i love you kenny we will we will end the show with his song god bless the usa so guys you want to stay tuned for for this entire show now we're going to move on to rocky baby how you doing yo
1: hey, yo come on you spring that on me like that come on jerry how you
0: doing huh? i'm doing good rock how you doing
1: well not too bad yo Adrian, she's not home. And uh, Buckus is, is outside, right? And come Lake. I already fed them. So they are kind of like
2: sleeping.
1: And here I am doing nothing, looking at Christmas lights and wishing that, you know, I had maybe a picture of raw eggs or, or the gym was open or something like that. Cheese <laughs> and crackers.
0: So, um, you know, I can't even be serious. <laughs> no, you, you can be serious. All right, so then I'm going to play something for you, Rock, okay? I'm going to play something for you, Um All and right. then we're going to play an Elvis song, one of Kenny's favorites, but I want to play something for you right now. Here we go. Yes, Rock.
6: How come everywhere I go, I hear that thing
0: here. This theme song?
6: Yeah, everywhere I go, I hear that song. Right?
0: I mean, this is your theme song, Rock.
6: Follows, you
0: know. Talk a little louder. Talk over this theme song, Rocky. Uh, I, I was just
6: saying, that, you know, that song, you can follow me everywhere I go.
0: I mean, I think it's an honor, don't you?
6: No, I've been hitting the head a lot, so I don't know the reason for a
0: lot this is this is one of my favorites.
6: You know what's one of the one the greatest things about doing the whole Rocky character
2: to me.
0: What was the greatest That's thing about doing the Rocky character to you?
2: Yeah, for me is that it
1: it brings People together of all ages, all colors, all creeds—everybody. It's like a—you turn a switch. When I'm Rocky, now it's not because of me and the quality of my—it's that character and what that character means to the world. I can talk to millionaires. I can talk to street people. I can talk to uh, uh, whoever, whenever, and they all. Talk, have fun they want a picture take a very it's a common thread between all types of people
0: so I want to comment on that of course go ahead okay. you're, you're 100% right well you're 99% right with what you said the 1% that you're not right about is it also has to do with the way you do the character because I'm going to tell you why I am a huge Elvis and Rocky fan Uh, And one day I'm hoping to meet Sylvester Stallone. I had machine guns pointed at me in Russia in the 80s because of Rocky. So I, okay. So I'm going to tell you something. The way you perform Rocky is ridiculous. It's like. Him. It's not even like You don't look or sound like an impersonator My brother who thinks he is the Don We were all at an event that you came and, and did that for me And I love you for everything you've done for me He went like this with his finger Like called me over and he goes Hey get him over here I need a picture Okay <laughs> My brother has never asked for a picture With any of my characters My nonsense my stars never wow. Just you Hey yo Okay,
1: you know one of the cool things I did as rock, you know when uh when the pandemic first hit and we were all kind of in shock, I needed to do something with my time because now I just discovered from all the work I used to have now I have nothing, okay, so every morning, and I don't know if you were on you may have watched it a couple times I would do I created something called the Rocky Horoscope, yes. And it was like, I called it Hanging with the Rock. And I would do an hour in the morning. And I would give out, you know, the Rocky Horror Soul. And I would do the song of the day. And I would do all kinds of fun with uh, trivia, stuff like that. And I would give out advice. And I made some really cool friends. And one of the coolest friends I made was Frank Stallone. He was watching from California. And he said, oh, my gosh. He said, you said just like my brother. I said, are you kidding me? I am your brother. (laughs) So it was really a thrill for me because, you know, when you do something for so long, you kind of think that, ah, well, you know, same old, same old, nobody's listening. But there's
0: always somebody listening. So. So we have Karen in the chat room, and she's saying hello. And she says to tell Rocky, Robert Goldman says Hi.
6: Yo, Bobby Goldman, yeah. <laughs> Yo, Bobby, how
2: you doing, huh? All right,
0: That's, I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> um, Ke- Kojak's got to run, but he'll be listening in the car. Thank you, Kenny Kojak. Love you, baby.
6: All right, Kenny, I'll talk with you later.
0: So, um, again, you know, John, when you do Rocky, and, and you know, Sylvester was from the Trenton area, I mean, his brother uh, was from the Trenton area. So here's my thing. You know, uh, let's get an interview, baby. Like, work your magic. You'll be I my co host. You'll be I'm my gonna... co host with Rocky, <laughs> Rocky please. <laughs> All right.
1: Hey, I'll make, I will try to make it
0: happen. We got to make this to happen, try. man. I mean, I almost got killed for the guy, okay?
1: Well, that in itself, that should be
0: enough. Right? Don't you think? Oh, yes, my gosh. <laughs> All right, so work on it, work on it. All right, so now right. let's play one of Kenny Jeremiah's favorite songs, Elvis songs, which is actually one of mine as well and probably the rest of the world because this song is one of the most beautiful. And so you're singing this, correct?
1: Yeah, I, did a, uh, I was talked into making an Elvis album by not only my wife but some of the people that I've been performing for. And uh, they said, well, you can, you know, make an album, but at least you'll have it when you give it to your children or when you pass. It'll be, you know, kind of like in the the history of John Monforto. I said, well, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Let's try that. So that's where this came from.
0: Okay. And before I forget, Kojak would love to get a drop in promo from you for RTR. And I promised him it will happen anytime you want you know that all right baby so here we go John Monforto's Elvis version of hurt
6: I'm so
0: I love that song
2: oh thank you very much baby
1: but you know what that last note really did hurt just a little <laughs> bit I'm just saying <laughs> thank you thank you very much
0: so oh my gosh that was great I love it <laughs> um, so you know speaking of Elvis you know um, you know my, one of my poems music is a must for you to keep your joy especially if it's Elvis because Elvis is my boy
1: Oh, baby, I love
0: that,
1: darling. I I don't know, you know, I didn't know that you did poetry, you know what I mean? (laughs) But if you you give me one of your poems, and I'll put it into a
0: song, all right? All right, baby, you got it. (laughs) Yeah. So, I got to interview your nurse, Marion, and I'm supposed to be meeting Priscilla at some point. Yes, 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 Priscilla knows my name and said hello to me.
1: Well, that's great. You know what, when you meet Priscilla, can I come? Because I miss her, man.
0: Okay, I, baby.
1: I, I just won't see her again. And tell her to bring Lisa Marie with
0: her. <laughs> I wish.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. So.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you very much. You so, know, that song, I, I, I remember when I was learning that song, I was sitting, uh, we have a, my wife and I have a real small place on the east coast of um, Florida in Deerfield Beach. And I was, I heard that song and I went, oh my, I have to learn it. Amazing. and i'm sitting poolside i got headset on and i'm doing it. and when you're wearing headset sometimes you have no idea how much noise you're making if you're or if you're making sound at all well i had my head down buried in the, in the music and the lyrics and i look up and the whole pool is staring at me because obviously i was making i was louder than i thought i was but and that wasn't too long ago that was about three years ago that was And I do it in every show. I love that song.
0: Every show. Amazing song. Absolutely beautiful. You do a beautiful job. And um, amazing. Just amazing.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you very
0: much. (laughs) You are awesome. So let's play another Elvis by you. It's Now or Never. Here we go, guys. Yeah.
6: I spent a lifetime waiting for the right time. Now that you're near, the time is here. At last, it's Just like the widow, we would cry in the ocean, if we lost to love and sweet devotion. Your lips excite me, let your arms invite me, for who knows when we'll meet again, this way. It's a- My love won't wait. It's now or never. My
0: love won't wait. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Oh, thank
1: you, thank
0: you, thank you. Oh my gosh, I love you. <laughs> you know,
1: when, I, when I'm performing as Elvis doing my show, first of all, no matter... I love putting myself right out there in the audience. Yes, I, I start on the stage, but I love being in and among the people, and having fun with yes. the people. And when I'm doing Elvis and I do this song, I start out with, It's
6: now or never,
1: uh, come home, me tight. And I say, uh, It's now or never, I lost some way. <laughs> They go crazy with it. But I I fool around a lot. I have a good time because, you know what? That's what it's all about. You gotta have fun. You gotta have fun. When I impersonate people, you know, I'm not one of these guys that, oh, yeah, well, the character lives through me. No, 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 no. 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 I do the character. I'm having fun with it. I know I'm not Elvis. (laughs) So, uh, if you come out to see any of my shows, just know that. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get a good night of fun.
0: And... I can vouch for that. I've been to his shows. You will absolutely have one of the most fun nights ever at John Monforto's shows. Um, you know what? How many about, I mean, I know, let's tell the audience about how many characters do you do?
1: Well, let's, let's make a difference between characters and impersonations yes. and impressions. Okay. Because there's a lot of different ones. Okay. But if you put all three of those categories together looking at about 30 uh so when i do my one-man show which is called uh voices basically and i think you changed it didn't you make it voices of legends was was, was it you that did that
0: Uh, i think i did yes um i'll do
1: actual costume changes not of every character but of the bigger characters like i'll change from elvis and i'll go into rocky into alfred hitchcock into general patton full costume changes real real quick so I'd say you get about 15 to 18 costumed character impersonations and then the rest will be uh, kind of like uh, impressions of the people for instance like um, uh, like a Bobby Vinton or a who's the guy the uh, oh my gosh Nat King Cole, people like that, I can do vocal impressions of.
0: Do one. Men's can you like, do one of category. Nat King Cole? What's that? Can you do one what? right now real quick of Nat King Cole?
1: Um, Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa, men have named
0: you. Oh, my God. All right, continue talking. I just had to hear that. Go ahead.
1: Um, then the last one will, would be more like, tribute to that character for instance like a Tony Bennett even though I don't sound like Tony Bennett I will do his mannerisms. I will sing his song in his arrangement so that's the difference between all these things
0: gotcha and
1: I, I love doing that so like with Sinatra I'll dress like Sinatra I will act like Sinatra I'll do his songs to his arrangement Exactly, but vocally, I don't sound, I'm not real close to Sinatra, although people say, oh my gosh, you sound better than Frank, but but that's not the point. The point is, that's what made him so unique, is his voice, and the way he phrased his his words, that's what made Frank unique.
0: Like, how would he phrase them? Give us an example.
1: Well, it's different. Like, if you (laughs) would, it's hard for me to say, hey, he would do this, but... It, it was all in timing. So if you had if you had a song, let's say you had Slimy um, to the Moon, mm. and that's in a certain beat. He would sing either on the beat, like every other singer, or he would go in and around the beat. And he would phrase his words in such a way where you don't even notice that he's off the beat. That kind of stuff. That's what made him really really special to musicians especially
0: well somebody's in the house right now that wants to speak, hold on guys okay, a surprise, one of my favorites as well Hi I'm doing good. How are you?
4: I feel. I feel more better now.
0: You feel better now?
4: I feel better because even though you can't do no business, I made a new business. Okay. Yeah, I opened up my own airline. Okay. I call it DVA. Don
0: Vito Airlines. I love it. Yeah, and I got a motto.
4: The motto for the airlines. You know, like TWA, with whatever, Delta, uh, Wings to the Sun, things like that. My my motto is, hey, I'm flying over here. (laughs)
0: Listen, I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh at you, Godfather.
4: That's okay.
0: All right, we're good. We're good, right?
4: Of course, we could.
0: Uh, Sometimes I get a little nervous, Unc.
4: Don't be nervous. No, uh, everybody, you want me to tell everybody?
0: Yes. That you are? Yes. My niece. That's right. Everybody
4: out there, Jerry Petito is the niece to Don Vito Provolone. That's right. That's right. But no matter what, I'm the big cheese, (laughs) Gabish. Now. I want to advertise my new airline. Can I do that? Yes. Do I have to pay airtime to
0: you? No, not at all. I, I just want to fly on it.
4: Oh, no problem. All
0: right.
4: See, on Don Vito Airlines, is free wine and spaghetti for everybody. Uh, and if you smoke, you're allowed to smoke. but As long as the window, you put the window down, then everybody's happy.
0: <laughs> all right.
4: And... When you come on our airline, every passenger gets their very own smoke detector so you can play with it. Okay? Not like the other airlines. They don't want you to touch it. You're allowed to touch it on this airline. And we don't have it the flight attendants. All we have is veto. If your seatbelt is not fastened, veto will fasten it for you. It may be around your neck, but still it'll be fastened. And uh, we fly everywhere, so no worry about it. You go. Here. We fly everywhere, and you can get off the plane anywhere and anytime you want. We open the door, we push you and your luggage right out with a parachute, of course, for the low price of five thousand dollars. Okay, and we have cheaper, but they're used, so no worry about that. So, uh, anybody who wants to come on the airline, call a Jerry. She'll take care of it. Am I right, baby?
0: That's right, Unc. And Uncle privalone we also have red wine. Karen was asking. It would probably be all red wine, right? Uh, well,
4: yeah, mostly red wine. Yeah. But also vino is, uh, is the best. Yes. And it's from my vineyard.
0: Okay. Somebody else, yes. Yeah, homemade grapes and everything, the whole bit. Yep, I love it.
4: It's hey, good. The wine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel... You know what?
0: How do you feel? How's it the way? Oh. Well, it's a little chilly here. Yeah. Well, don't worry about it. Get in
4: the, go get a nice a glass of wine. Yep. And you sit, and you sip, and you get a nice and a warm inside.
0: There you go. Okay. All right. I'll do that, Unc. I want to play a special song for you, though.
4: What do you want to play?
0: Here we go. Sit back and relax, okay?
4: All right, let me get... Uh, Give me a glass of wine, please. Uh, gonna
0: do music. here we go unc one of your
6: favorite you so I yeah.
0: is a beautiful song
1: oh my goodness hey all the broads they love to hear that kind of stuff Gabish.
0: <laughs> tell us what this song <laughs> means to you and and tell everyone who the singer was
1: well that's a, that's a beautiful song that i've only heard one uh singer do it and that was sinatra and uh it's absolutely magnificent and the first time i did it uh i was actually on patty's show patty uh yep. billy And I surprised my wife. My wife would always come, and she would videotape stuff that I do. And I sang the song, and it's the first time she heard it. She was sobbing, Jerry. And (laughs) at the end, if you notice, there's a lot of music, but there's no more singing. So instead of me standing waiting for the song to end, I went down into the crowd, and I grabbed my wife, and I just finished the song dancing. And she... She doesn't want me to sing it anymore because it, she just can't help herself
2: oh
1: that's the effect that it has on her see it's you know we. i don't know if i want to get into all the history of debbie and i but it it says all the things that you want a song to say to people who have been through what we've been
0: through oh that was beautifully said thank you that was beautifully said.
1: Yeah, thanks. So, I, you know, without getting into anything, right? Um, so that's the that's that song, and I love singing that song, and um, I wish there was an opportunity to sing it again.
0: <laughs> you 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 know what? You will have that opportunity to sing that song again.
1: Well, I don't know, Jerry. I mean, I don't you know, I'm not a naysayer. I've never been that way before, but. The whole entertainment industry is completely gone. For people like myself who had, you know, <sighs> careers going out and singing to large groups of people I know. in small venues and big venues, that does not exist anymore. And from what I'm hearing in that community, even out in Vegas where I have some friends, they're not expecting to see that back again until 2022. So, you know, we have to live. So I don't have, and I, look, I'm not saying it for any other reason other than I have to kind of shift gears. So now I'm doing, you know, construction work,
0: really. Okay, but. Trying to put food on it. Right, but listen to me. But you're only shifting gears for a while and it'll come back. We have to, we have to hold on to that.
1: I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, we have, have to look, hold on to that. I, I pray. I, yes. That's all I can do is pray. That's yeah. right.
0: So let's do another Sinatra song by you over and over. I love it.
1: Oh, this song. First of all, I have heard this song when I was a kid. And I think it's to a spy movie or something like that. But man, is this... Did you listen to this?
0: Yes, of course.
1: Do Do you remember this song?
0: I remember the song, but I don't remember a spy movie.
1: I don't know what it's from, but it makes me feel like it because it's very... That intro is very dark. Well,
0: go ahead play it. I'm All right, ready. so we, we could have Googled that, baby. All right, so yeah. let's play it. Here we go.
6: Over and over, I keep going over and the- over. That inconceivable, that unbelievable world we knew when we two were in love, and every bright neon sign turned into stars, and the sun. to go, but the dream was too much for you to hold, now over and over I keep going on. Over, over, I keep going over the world we knew. Days when you used to love me. Over and over, I keep going over.
0: It's funny. I have to say something what? real quick. Well, first uh, of all, you know I'm going to Google and find out where this song is from. But because you said that, it's like the power of the brain and the mind. I'm picturing uh-huh. like two men in dark suits in an in an alleyway. But yeah. but if you think about the words at the end, it's over and over of what's happening now. It's very yeah. appropriate for what's happening now.
1: Oh my gosh, isn't it? Yes.
0: Wow. A,
1: a beautiful. Beautiful, you know, Sinatra would always get the best songs out there. For some reason, um, well, I don't know why, but other people would do them, but Sinatra's versions were usually the better version.
0: Amazing,
6: you
1: know. I worked with I worked with him in a movie once.
0: Wait, you I did? did Tell us everything yeah. about that.
1: When I was when I was single, living in Manhattan, I uh, I did a movie called The First Deadly Sin. It was directed by Brian De Palma starred Frank Sinatra, Angie Dickinson, and I was just an extra, but I was in a scene and Sinatra, in a gym, and Sinatra was standing right next to me, and my car was in the show as well. My car got more airplay than I did, just saying. So you
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't really care. You can say... You were in a movie with Frank Sinatra, okay?
1: Yeah, yeah. That was the cool, and I do, believe me. I, I do, <laughs> he, he doesn't know who John Montforto is, but that's okay.
0: Oh, uh, honey. Fine,
1: and it was a great memory.
0: Amazing, amazing. That is so cool. Yeah, thanks. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> um, so let's do a little more entertaining, and then I want to get into your story about how all this even happened with you. But let's do... Oh, sure. yep, we, we have to. So, all right. So let's do Shadow of Your Smile. Tell everyone who sings that and what that song means.
1: Well, this song, I think this version, Shadow of Your Smile, is, uh, I think it's from a play or a show called uh, Mondo Kane, C A N E. And it, this is the theme from Mondo Kane. And uh, Antonio Benedetto, Tony Bennett, did this years ago. Had a big, big hit with it, but this particular version was done by, in a studio with me and with, um, I think, Dean Schneider was, I have to hear it. Okay. If if it's the one I think it is, it's the one where Dean Schneider is on piano, and it's just me and Dean, and all the instrumentation you hear in the back is Dean, and that is one amazing musician. I love him.
0: Okay. Go ahead. Well, let's play it and then you'll let us know. Here we go, guys. Okay. Shadow of Your Smile.
6: One day we walked along the sand. One day in early spring, you held a piper in your hand to mend it broken wing Now I remember many a day and many a golden mine The echo of a piper song The shadow of a smile The shadow of your smile When you are gone Will color all my dreams Wistful little star.
0: This just brought me back to when I was a kid. You know, Tony Bennett was probably my parents' favorite singer back in the day. Mm. You know, Um, you know they'd be close to ninety, and you know Tony Bennett. And I, you know, this just gave me such a warm and fuzzy feeling. Thank you for that.
1: Oh, you're welcome. And I need to be—I need to correct what I said prior to the song. Okay. That is not from Mondo Connie. It is a love theme from The Sandpiper. Okay. For the mistake. That's okay. And man, oh, man, singing with Dean. I have to tell you, Dean Schneider is a, um, he, what, what do you call him? He's like a a conductor of sorts. He's a very, he's a genius. He's a musical genius that plays piano. Okay. But he is a conductor for most of the big acts that come to, or that used to go to Atlantic City casinos and Las Vegas casinos. And I had the good fortune of being in the studio with him alone. Oh! And I recorded three songs with him. And we had no rehearsal. None. He came with his piano. I came with the song. We talked about what keys to sing it in. We went through this song maybe, maybe twice, I think. And it's some of the finest music that I actually have to represent me from that one evening with him.
0: That was beautiful. So, you know... I admire musicians who say what you just said. We had no practice. We talked about what keys and here we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't play any instruments. I cannot sing. So when I hear singers and I watch musicians play instruments, I'm just like, how are they doing that?
1: Well, it's interesting <laughs> you say that because he, in my eyes, I was in the room with the superstar and I was intimidated by him because He is extremely talented, but what I failed to realize is that that gentleman enabled me to relax and go anywhere I wanted within that song, and he was right there following me. So I couldn't make a mistake, unless I sang off key, but I couldn't make a mistake, because he was taking me, leading me, and... and taking me anywhere I wanted to go on the song.
0: That's amazing. So
1: it was just an absolute pleasure. And uh, he's, he's still here. He's still around. I've actually seen Dean a little bit. And you should have him on your show.
0: Well, you really excuse should. me, sweetheart. So let's let it happen.
1: Yep, I can make that happen. And you right.
0: and you be a co-host. Come on, baby.
1: Hey, I do that, right. Come on. I don't be no coconut host.
0: Come on. Rocky, you know I love you, and you you can be my co-host. All right,
1: I'll do it for you then, Adrian. All right. right. You know, you do look like Adrian.
0: Yes, you told me that. I know. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if your hair was
1: straight, and your eyes was a different color, and you were shorter, and
6: you wore glasses, you'd be a perfect Adrian.
0: (laughs) You crack me up. Oh, my gosh. I just love it. Good. Um, That's what we're supposed to do. All right, so my favorite characters... Uh, My favorite character that you do, of course, is Rocky. My other two, of course, are Elvis and The Godfather, of course. Right, right. What are your top three favorites that you do?
1: Oh, my goodness. That's a good question. Okay. Um,
0: Be careful how you answer it. No, I'm teasing you.
1: (laughs) No, I know. But, you know, the three that you mentioned are the ones that I have the most popularity with. Okay. But But since I've started doing one man show and introducing all the characters in the show um i'm you know I'm, one of them is standing out now but no one really knows what that character sounds like and that's general Patton.
0: wait wait uh, hold hold that thought for a minute patten wait yeah, because general. Patton call wait he's he's on the other line hold on Are you there, Patton?
6: Of course I'm here. Who is this?
0: This is Jerry Petito.
6: Wait a minute. You talking about the Jersey Jewel?
0: Yes.
1: Well, it's my pleasure, darling.
0: How are you? How are you?
1: Well, I'm good. My tank is double parked outside. So I can't stay long.
0: Well, go ahead.
1: No, but before I leave, I want to make sure I do my duty and say the Pledge of Allegiance. All right. But I'll wait. All right.
0: Go ahead. What did you want to say? Well, I wanted, I wanted you to say hello to my friend John Monforto, who absolutely loves you, but do the Pledge of Allegiance.
1: Well, before I do, I want to tell you a quick story, you know. Yep. What most people think about General Patton, they, uh, they think that I come from a long line of military men in my family. They couldn't be more wrong my father was a cobbler. He made shoes. But he made the best shoes in this man's army. And if you served under me, and you were lucky enough to get a pair of my father's shoes because the army commissioned them to make shoes for everyone who was under my command. Wow. One of the more greater things is Today, if you're still around, you can brag about that. You can say that you actually have a pair of genuine patent leather shoes. <laughs> now, let's do what we're supposed to do and say the
0: Pledge
4: of Allegiance. Let's do it. Are you ready? Here we go. I pledge of allegiance to the flag, United States of America,
1: to the Republic which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen.
0: Now say, say hello, first of all, to my friend John Monforto, and I want to thank you for that because I was actually, I had my hand on my heart and I was actually looking up, so thank you for that.
1: You're welcome. And who is this, John? Monforto, what's he doing
0: here? <laughs> Monforto, say hi to G- John. Say hi.
1: Hello, General. It's a pleasure to meet you. Did you serve in the war, son? No, I didn't. I'm not talking to you. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. No, don't worry about it. Get him off the line, Jerry. I don't want to
0: talk to him. <laughs> All right. Well, General Patton, I'm actually interviewing him, and he loves you, so I'm gonna have to say goodbye to you right now. Okay? And thank you for calling in.
1: All right. Don't forget. Thanksgiving. It's a very important day. It's my favorite holiday. All right. All right. God awesome.
0: Bless you. God bless you too. That was awesome. Man.
1: He's nasty, that guy. Yeah, a little
0: bit, right? But he, but he's yeah. still awesome, man. <laughs> well,
1: you know, I like what he stands for. I think that's wonderful. You know, the United States. Right. Like you, that's wonderful.
0: Right, right? patent he leather even shoes. Know me and he's making fun of me. Patent leather shoes. I like his. I like his attitude and the sarcasm, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a. I love doing that character, but I can't do it long, especially if I have to sing. Cause of your
0: because your throat, yeah,
1: it gets a little bit raspy for me. So.
4: I have to have
0: a nice glass of red wine nearby. So, all right. So here's another little surprise. Here we go, guys. Yes, Humphrey Bogart. I love it. It's so beautiful. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank I'm, I'm a little upset at the world.
0: You're I'm upset, upset at, at the world?
1: world? Well, you you're going to see. First ups- of all, my name is Humphrey Bogart. Yes. Most people refer to me as bogey.
0: Bogey, yes. And I'm
1: not, I'm not too pleased with that because <laughs> when you think about the word bogey, there are certain connotations that go along with it. Number one, if you play golf, Bogey is a negative thing. Nobody wants a bogey. They always want a birdie. They don't want a bogey. <laughs> and in the war, when you have the enemy planes flying overhead, they're known as bogeys. You shoot them down. You see what I'm saying? That's two negative connotations to the word bogey. You're a little kid and you, you know, you're, you may pull out a bogey. How about in, what's his name? What's that movie with uh, Harry Potter? Yeah. Oh, Come on. <laughs> I hate when people refer to me as bogey. So call me Humphrey.
0: Okay, Humphrey.
1: Thank you very much. I love okay. it. Okay. Why am I here, sweetheart? What are we talking about?
0: Well, listen, I I just love you, and I have John Monforto on the other line. I'm interviewing him, and he loves doing all these voices, and you are so cool, Humphrey. Hello yeah, that's there. very
1: interesting. I know John Monforto. He's a very good friend of mine. Oh. Yeah, she, uh, at times he can actually sound like me. and I think that's flattering. Well, he doesn't use the word bogey.
0: Say hi to him. He's on the line.
1: Hello there, Mr. John Monforto. How are you? I'm absolutely fine, Mr. Bogart. Thank you for being here with us today. It's my pleasure, you see. Every once in a while, you meet somebody who represents you in a, in a nice light, and you're one of them.
2: Well, oh. I appreciate
1: that. Thank you very much, sir. And please, uh, say hello to Jerry. Oh, you mean the, the hostess. Yes, <laughs> Jerry Petito. Hello, Jerry. How are you? Know.
0: Oh, good, sweetheart. Oh, my gosh, you're incredible.
1: <laughs> you know, you've got an amazing voice, Jerry. I wish you were here in front of me so I could see what you... I could. Here's what I'd say, I'd put your face in my hands and I'd say these words: "He is looking at you, kid
0: <gasps> That is so cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know you might think I rehearsed that I didn't, and I, I'm afraid to do it because I might slip
0: off. <laughs> you know what? You're incredible, John, all kidding aside. Thank you. I mean, I've seen you <laughs> live and I'm in awe every time I see you, and but because I don't I'm not in the same room with you and I'm not looking at you. Hearing you do this is mind blowing. <laughs> you know, I'm picturing Humphrey Bogart. You know, that's what's so cool about it.
1: Well, you know, it's I love doing specific characters, especially voices that you can do easily. And what I did was for for the show, I took the ending scene of Casablanca, which is why I gave it that song, and I memorized it and I did it. And you know, it doesn't get the reaction that you hoped it would get so and i i kind of took it out so i just do you know like uh i'll do humphrey bogart ordering at starbucks yeah i need a double (laughs) macchiato there with the the extra whipped cream or something you know what i mean something silly like that and just get it just get the impersonation in and out and don't waste time on it because quite frankly the average audience doesn't really know that you're doing that bit until
0: it's over So alright So let's do We have we have a couple more little ones we'll do Because um, I want to save time to talk about Really what got you into this And of course ending with Kenny But let's do these two So this is the intro for Ed Sullivan Let's do this Please
6: welcome
1: Night got a really, really big shoe.
4: Got the Waltzing Mice, the Blind Jablonski Brothers, Ariel Photos of Tate Smith. And right after this word from Tetley T,
1: we'll be back with those those four rascals from Liverpool. The Beatles will be right here. So stay right there.
0: This is so cool. You know, I really needed this show today. I just want to thank you so much because I think we all needed this show today.
4: Well,
1: it's fun. I mean, look, I know most of my characters are older characters, and that's intentional because my prim- my primary audience are seniors.
0: Right. So yes. I'm doing the characters that
1: really cater to them, you know,
0: like, yes. uh, like what you're
1: hearing. Because some people say, well, who's Alfred Hitchcock who's that? So, you know, but I don't care because go to Florida, I can work for the rest of my life. That's
0: right. And RTR, all of us are seniors. Every single one of our, well, not all, but we even have a lot of young people, um, that listen to the show. And, uh, oh. and Shirley from Hong Kong, she's in her 20s, I believe. Um, I can't, if she's 30, maybe, I guess, but she's real young and she comes in and she, um, Loves all this, so she knows it all. So we do have some young people that know them all as well. But our audience today, forget it. They're just like right now in heaven.
2: Well,
4: there's
1: Shirley from Hong Kong. <laughs> you remember my
4: friend, your little
1: Italian mouse,
4: Topo Gigio. <laughs> He's giving you a kiss right now. Oh, Eddie, kiss me goodnight.
0: <laughs> oh my God! Remember,
1: you remember Topo Gigio?
0: Of course
1: oh my god of course what come on yeah oh my i'm gosh. having fun
0: all right so let's play our last theme and then we're gonna talk here we go guys
1: just want to let you know that even though I've got more than 200 pictures on the silver screen, you know, I never really wanted to be in motion pictures. You know that, don't you?
0: <laughs> you know, John Wayne, I just want to tell you that not only did I love you, of course, growing up, but my brother, forget it. You know, Elvis was my number one and you were up there in the top ten. But you were my brother's number one.
1: Well, I appreciate appreciate that, there, sweetie. And uh, let me let me quiz you on a question
0: here. Uh oh. Right? Uh oh.
1: Do you know why I got the name Duke?
0: Um. No, I'm sorry.
1: I used to have a dog named Duke, and I would walk down the street every day with him. Most people would say, Hey, look. Who's that kid with Duke? <gasps> so it kind of stuck where they called me Duke.
0: That's adorable. Is it true?
1: Yeah. Of course it's true.
0: Okay. <laughs> right? And another
1: thing that's true that nobody knows about is, like I said before, I I never really wanted to be in motion pictures. I... I always wanted to be a priest, but for some reason that didn't happen. But I made sure that we got a school opened up for kids who do want to be priests. And all over the state of Iowa, they've got little type preschools.
0: Come
4: on, darling. Listen,
0: I'm listening to you and I'm thinking, is this true? <laughs> no, that is not true. No, okay, not good, true. because listen, I you had me, you really had me there, focused, okay? Oh well, my gosh, that's great. John,
1: the uh, stand-up comic and impersonator, or impressionist, John Biner, he used to do a killer John Wayne. And he did a whole thing on John Wayne as a priest where he'd get up there and say, well, Dominic Go Friscom, and two <laughs> <Komsbury> Spirig 220, that's, <laughs> the, that's the hotline to the Pope.
0: Oh that my gosh. Stuff, so. But that's so cool. You know, so when you okay.
1: a kid, you, you hear this stuff, you remember this stuff, and you can't really steal it, so you kind of build on it. If you
0: no, that's like cool. That. Alright, I wasn't sure, listen, I was in awe. I'm picturing him, like, being a priest, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't picture it, okay? Um, so listen, we still have a good half hour, but right now before we forget, tell everyone out there how to get in touch with you or hire you or anything. Give your info.
6: Well,
1: yeah, uh, it's John Monforto, M O N F O R T O. You can go to johnmonforto.com, which is my website. There's video, there's photos, there's everything I do. There's actual a uh, there's actually a um, a link that shows you where I'm performing and if it's open to the public or if it's private. And uh, I'd like to, if I could, maybe before the uh, time is up, I can even tell you guys some of the places I'm working with. That's okay, Jared. Do that now. No,
0: do that now so we don't forget.
1: Oh, okay. So this, let's see, January 12th, I'm in the state of New Jersey in a town called Sewell, and I perform, it's open to the public, and I and it's free. I'm performing at a senior center called Cardinal Village as Elvis for one hour, and it starts at 1.30 in the afternoon. Then I've got uh, a couple gigs in Florida starting on January 28th. I have Italian Night in Claremont, Florida. This is open to the public as well, but I think there's uh, there's a nominal fee at the door, and it's for veterans, so that's a really good cause, and it's through... K&D Unique Entertainment, Oh, we know who they are.
0: We can give them a shout-out, Kathy Kasu and Donna. I, I don't want to mess her last name up, Knorsky, Hanorsky, like that, right?
1: hmm yes, yes. Okay. I, don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. As yes. Well, you do.
0: I'm sorry. But K&D Unique Entertainment, Kathy and Donna, yes.
1: Yeah, Kathy and Donna. And they also got me another job on February 6th. I'm doing my big Voices of Legends show at the Eustace Theater and I'm sure there's a fee for that. Um, on February 12th, I'm back at Cardinal Village doing a Valentine's Day show. That's at 1.30 in the afternoon. And then on March, and I'll stop here, March 24th and 25th, big Voices of Legends show up at a resort in the Poconos. It's called the Silver Birches, and I'm doing it. That's in Hawley, VA. And you can go onto my website. You can find out uh, this information as well you guys there thank you so much
0: now the, real quick the one in jersey how far is it from the trenton area
1: uh cardinal village let's see so well, it, i'd say it's under an hour all right i'm gonna I mean, i'm gonna
0: i'm gonna try and get someone to come out with me because i would love to be there
1: okay all right so you'll um, send me that info yeah the condition of the world. Yep. Sometimes there are changes. Of course. Of course. All right. Cool. All right. Great. It'd be great to see you. All yes.
0: Right. So now, um, t- so let- let's take the next 15, 20 minutes and talk mm-hmm. about John Monforto and what got you into all this and what your story, whatever you want the world to know. Because here's the thing um, I loved music growing up, I loved oldies, duop, but. Ugh. Believe it or not, my favorite entertainment were people, impersonators, impressionists, you know. Um, really? Oh, you have no idea. I drove my parents crazy because I could not believe these people could sound like other people like this. So I was a huge fan of it all. So when I met you, I met you through Ava, Remember? Yes. 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 Of Ava. Ava Holly. Everybody. Yes. Um. And hi, Ava. Hi, Ava. And um, you know, I met you through Ava, and I-, I was just like blown away. We were sitting together, and I couldn't stop staring at you. And I actually think I s- I looked over at Debbie, your wife, and said, "I'm sorry if I'm staring, but I can't help it." <laughs> okay. So tell everybody your story, whatever it is. Let's hear it.
1: Well, it's it's very interesting. Uh, as a young boy, uh, we lived in Wildwood, New Jersey. My father had we had a uh, two-story home, and within that home, we had two apartments in the upper rear. We had one apartment on the first floor, which connected to our living quarters, and we had a bungalow in the back. And it was 102 East 22nd Street. And it was called The Three Sons, because at that time it was my two older brothers and myself. My father used to work in Philadelphia, and we lived in Wildwood. So right there, that's about a hundred-mile ride. So he would stay with his brother in Philadelphia, and all of his work, he was an electrician, all of his work was in the uh, Camden County, Philadelphia area. So he'd stay there all week. And on weekends, he would come home. So on Friday night, Dad was going to be coming home probably around 5 o'clock. So my mother used to prepare by getting all three of us together and singing a song for Dad. Okay. That's where it started.
0: That's so cool.
1: So my... Then we would do... At that time, the chipmunks were real big. I love them! So we would do... Christmas, Christmas, you know all that, and I was always Alvin. Alvin, he
2: would, he, he,
1: <laughs> So we would go into my parents realized at the time that I had a voice. Now my dad was musical. My dad used to play saxophone. He played so well he was asked to play full time with the Benny Goodman Orchestra, oh. but he he turned it down because he already had a son, and that's no life
2: for oh.
1: family. That's what he said. Oh. But he always played back. He would come home from work, drop his tools, and before he took a shower, he'd pull out the sax, and he would just stand at the window and wail. And man, oh man, was he good.
0: Wait, real quick, a question. Did he ever regret it? Did he ever regret not doing I don't it? know. Okay, uh, okay. I would think
1: when you have that much talent, and he really was very talented, that I would think there had to be some kind of
0: regret. Yeah, he was so selfless. But go ahead, okay. Oh.
1: Yeah, and so, uh, and Mom was a singer. Mom had a beautiful voice. She was compared to an old-time singer called Libby Holman. She also was asked to sing with a touring band, but she they're both from old Italian families, and a young girl was never permitted to go out and sing in a band in the Italian heritage. Mm. So my grandmother said, nope, you are not going to sing in the band, and she didn't. But... I'm just saying that so you can see that there is music in my family. Yes. And it's in our blood. So Amazing. That's where it came from. My brother played back. Another brother did nothing, but I was the singer. Anyway, they realized I had a voice, and they pushed it a little bit with the chipmunks. And then next thing you know, we're standing in front of our classmates in school, like in first grade and second grade, singing songs. And I was embarrassed. I didn't want to do that. But we did it anyway. So I had my first taste of it at a very, very early age. And then Hurricane Donna came along, which in the early 60s, it was the biggest nor'easter still to this day. And we lost everything. We lost. The bay and the ocean met, Jerry. And uh, What year
0: was that about? Died. About what year? I think it was around 62. Okay, c- go ahead, continue.
1: So when we came back after the waters receded, the water line in our home was two inches from the ceiling so had we not been rescued we all would have lost our lives <laughs> oh wow so anyway we couldn't live there anymore so we we moved and moved we're living with relatives here relatives there going from school to school and we actually ended up in merchantville new jersey um and it was there that i started we had a big big old house and I actually had a room to myself. And my mom got this really cool tape recorder. So I loved fooling with the tape recorder, so I would lock myself in my room, and I'd start creating things on the tape recorder. Like, I'd start creating voices. I'd start being the commentator for a race, and I'd make the sounds of the cars like going by, like... (laughs) You know, like that. And there
4: he goes, ladies and gentlemen. He's off, and he's got three full cards. So I would do all this stuff,
1: whether it made sense or not. And then my parents would say, what were you doing in the room? Well, I was pretending, let me hear what you did. And they loved it.
2: Oh, wow.
1: They played it for my brothers. And then at holiday time, we'd have a big reel-to-reel tape deck where we would all sing songs, and then we'd do voices on that. So it kind of was Built within my my childhood almost, but I latched on to it. And because I was getting um, praise, not a lot, and I'll tell you why later, not a lot, but I got praised at that early age. And it, that was all I needed to kind of push me. Because the next thing you know, I'm taking singing lessons. And my singing teachers, a husband and wife team named Ed and Carol Locke, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. They're no longer here. But they're both graduates of the Juilliard School of Music. And they taught me, more than anything, how to breathe properly when you sing. And that's all you need. Because if you have a half decent voice, that's part of it. But it's the breathing technique. So once you get the technique down, you can kind of do whatever you want to do. So I started singing in In school, I school got out, and I started doing local theater. Then I started doing dinner theater that actually paid. Then I was fortunate enough to get something over here. Then I found myself, you know. So every step I took basically was a step higher than what I just did. And the next thing you know, I I moved to Manhattan. Of course, they didn't want me to. Well, let me go back. Okay. My father was an electrician, and as much as I enjoyed singing and did all this stuff, my dad wanted his, his three boys to take over the business. So we, we all worked with Dad for a while, and I learned that trade. And I worked that trade for many years, much longer than I should have, because I, well, I kind of liked doing it, but it wasn't my first love. My first love was singing. So I'm much older now. I'm in my what was? I'm in my mid twenties, and I said to my dad. Oh no! I'm sorry. I'm closer to thirty now because I was already married. I said to my dad. I said, Dad, I said, I know what you're going to say, John. So what? He said, You want to go to New York and <gasps> try to make it, don't you? I said, Yeah. And he did. He let me go. He said, Look, John. The most important thing for you is your chosen career, he said, because you got to get up and do it every day, so you better love what you do. He said, you're good at this, but I know you don't love it. And he gave me that strength to break away, move to New York, and that was really not the place to go for a singer, but still, I went to New York, I had some experience, and that's where I got on the cruise ships. I got one of the girls I was working with. That's a really cool story. Did I tell you that story?
0: You've told me that story. Yes. You have, you have a good uh, ten minutes, so you could say whatever you want.
1: Okay. So uh, I'm working as a waiter in, in Manhattan, and uh, I'll keep this as short as possible. But my roommate and I—this is a, a theater restaurant, and in a theater restaurant. do he said let's do elvis i said oh man i don't know elvis and i did at the time i didn't know i knew who he was but i didn't want to do it he said oh stop it he said look move your legs like
2: this
1: <laughs> wiggle his legs. yeah he said and when i point to you you sing all shook up you know the song?" i said yeah i know it so we do all shook up sitting in my section is a woman who worked for the cruise lines
0: uh-huh
1: what do you think she's looking for elvis she's looking for She's looking for an Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, two weeks later, I'm being fitted for a jumpsuit to do Elvis.
0: That's so cool. On
1: the NCL cruise line. And I was there for over a year doing it. And that's where my career, my professional career started as an Elvis impersonator. And I'd never done it before.
0: And, and Debbie and, was a dancing girl, correct?
1: Well, <clears throat> Debbie wasn't on there uh, from the get-go. But, we were dating. Oh, okay. And we were engaged, and even engaged, she said, "John, go. This is an opportunity." So we talked and talked, you know, long distance for a while. And I talked to my boss, and she said, "John, you want your wife to come down?" I said, "Yeah." She said, "Bring her on this ship. We'll bring her on for a couple of weeks. Let's see." So Debbie comes on, and I had, see, I was the only male performing with five or six. I think there were six female dancers. And uh, they saw my wife. Debbie was very tall and very thin at the time. And they said, you know what? She'll do. Does she have any training? She said no. And she rehearsed and practiced and practiced. And she actually got in the show.
0: It's beautiful.
1: And she was a showgirl in the show I was performing in. And it didn't last long. But uh, that was the biggest memory of our... Life together
6: that's beautiful
1: and yeah and uh everything else just kind of went from there so if you you know what if you have a dream my goodness certainly go for it because you never know you really don't you know go sing a song that you don't know how to sing in front of a group of people and you find yourself in another state performing <laughs>
0: it's, amazing. So it's amazing it's amazing kind of cool. you know um We're coming to the part of the show where I want to give my thanks to you, my guest, John, my friend. Um, I want to thank you again for another incredible interview and always being there for me. You guys, you and Debbie, I absolutely love. Um, You're just great friends. You're probably two of my closest friends. We feel the
1: same way about you. You know that. You are, in our book, there's no one better than you. You're... You know you're in the category with Kenny Jeremiah. I just want you to know that.
0: Oh, I love you. You're going to make me cry. Thank you, and and uh, so welcome. are so are you guys to me. Just so you know that. Um, Next year, everyone in the chat room is saying great interview. They're loving it. Um, Karen said she's in heaven. Oh, thank you, Karen. Oh, oh wow. I just love her. Um, so, first of all, I just want to say to you that you are. One of the best, I, you know, I don't even know what you want to call yourself, but man of many faces and voices to me, you are one of the thank best. You. Okay. Um, I'm just in awe watching you, listening to you. And again, this interview was so needed for me and for so many others. So thank you. And for, for
2: me as well, dear. Thank you.
0: Oh, forget it. What an amazing, amazing two hours. It's flying by. Thank you so much. Um, So you know what I think we should do now? I think there's a couple other little things I have of Kenny's and we have a few minutes. Why don't we do that? And before I close out with God bless USA, let's do a couple other little things I have here. So let's play this first. This is really cool. Hi, this is Kenny Jeremiah.
5: At one time or another, each of us has had a need to have a hero at our side. A hero who will kiss away the tears, stop the pain, and stand by us forever. My latest recording, Hero, is dedicated to all who are going through tough times in their lives. May you find your hero. And better still, may your hero find you.
0: You know, um, I actually... I love that. I love it, too. Thank you. Thank you to Pepper Paul. And I actually have the hero that he sent me. I'm going to play this now. And we have time for both of these songs. Here we go. Kenny Jeremiah, we love you. Would you dance if I asked you to
3: dance? Would you run and never look back? You see my soul
0: Thank everyone out there for listening we are going to close with God Bless the USA by Kenny Um John I love you, you and Debbie and thank you, thank you so much And Kenny oh, Jeremiah be, man. Thank you. Kenny Jeremiah, rest in peace right, rest in peace Angel
2: yes, rest in peace Kenny I love you
0: brother and here we go everybody, we're going to close out the show with Kenny Jeremiah singing God Bless the USA and this song he has sang closing most of his shows right John? Exactly. Exactly. Here we go.
5: This country is a great country. We're able to laugh. We're free. And we owe the veterans everything. I happen to be a veteran. I'd like to do a song in honor of the veterans. I'm going to try this live, and I'm going to send it out to everyone who served before, after, who's serving now. So, for you guys, happy Veterans Day. And for all of us, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for the, the dedication and the service you've given this country.